This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Shut up and take my money. That is an old toy And the old bear is back. I'd buy that for a dollar. Tell me, dream. Hello and welcome. This is Buy or Sell coming to you from the No Holds Bar here at Equity Mates HQ. I am your host, Adam Kiley, regarded by many as one of the simplest minds in finance. Luckily for all of us, though, I'm joined by an expert to educate me and hopefully you on how they're thinking about stocks and the stocks they're thinking about. Now, if you want a deep dive, take a long walk on a short jetty. This is rapid fire. Buy or sell. We're going to rip through as many stocks as we can in the time we have, and we will be putting our money where our mouth is. You can follow each stock on the buy or sell tracker very fancy tracker. Uh, on the Equity Mates website, you'll find everyone's picks there so you can see how they worked out. And today, I am thrilled to be joined by Julian McCormack, Investment Analyst at Platinum Asset Management. Hi, Julian. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm awesome. Excellent. Thanks for coming in. It's nice to be here in person with you. I'm usually doing this remotely, so this is the first in-person one. It's nice of you to fly from Adelaide just to talk to me. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, Julian, we are in the no-holds bar, of course. Uh, before we get started, I want you to relax and settle in. It is the most stocked bar in the world. Uh, I'd like to offer you a drink. In honour of the fact that we're talking about Tesla today, the signature cocktail this week is an Elon Island iced tea. Chucking uh, <laughs> off you. It's got some I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, what is your drink of choice, uh, Julian? What's your what's your beverage? What's your go to? Mate, I had a choice lined up, but mm. I think I've got to have one of these Elon Island iced teas. <laughs> they are good. They wow, are very. Got to be pretty token. It's a wild night. It's a wild <laughs> ride on the Elon Island I'm iced tea. I do. I do have a drink. <laughs> I do have a drink lined up. I'd like a martini, please, Miller's. A martini, yeah, dry Lovely. gin, no, no botanicals in it. Just okay. like, just straight up, straight up. Yeah, bond, um, bond dry style. Yep. with some um, olives. Mm. Um, do you know how dumb it is that he says shaken, not stirred? As yeah, because well? yeah. if you shake it, yeah, you wouldn't stir it. Yeah. There's, yeah, no there's, there's no point. There's no point saying not. There's stirring. an efficiency yeah. failure there happening. T- totally. Yeah. Just shaken, please. So <laughs> not say, shaken for me. Stirred. Not shaken at all. No, or stirred. Uh, all right. Excellent. Well, there we go. You, uh, enjoy your martini. I think I'll have a martini as well. Mm. Here we are. Why not? Mm, delicious. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got a lot of stocks to get through. Some interesting picks, i got to say. Some of these companies I have heard of, others never heard of before. So I'm really Excellent. looking forward to this one. And we're going to start with Interglobe Aviation Limited. 
NSE, which is the Indian Stock Exchange, right. uh, stock code Indigo, I-N-D-I-G-O, currently trading at 3,042 rupees. Yep. I had a quick look at their website. I do my research, yep. Julian. Uh, and they say, we have a simple philosophy Offer fares that are affordable, flights that are on time, and provide courteous and hassle-free travel experience. I did want to know, do you think that would ever work in Australia? It would work if anyone tried it, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> if we didn't uh, have just a total know, right? oligopoly yeah. that gets bailed out yeah, every yeah. You know, few years. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So anyway, so uh, yeah. buy or sell for you for, oh, for this hard one? Hard buy. Hard buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so what do you a, like about it? It's about the fastest growing airline in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good returns on capital, sort of mid-teens returns on capital and growing at like 15 to 20% compound a year right. just monotonically. Like if you actually look at it from three years ago to today, it's growing at like 65% Soaring. per year. But the COVID. Yeah, know, yeah. Remember that whole COVID mm. thing? So not really. Call it sort of 15 to 20% normalised growth rates. Yeah. Um, and it's a good play on the Indian consumer without having to pay the kind of multiples that are on offer on the Sensex for Indian consumer stocks. So if you want to go and buy a good Indian consumer company like Godridge or Hindustan Unilever or Colgate Palmolive India or one of those really good ones, mm. it's going to be 50 times index. Yeah, okay. Right. right. For, for good growers, yep. for 15 to 20% growers yep. and good returns on capital, but you're really paying. So for this very, very good airline. We're paying about 18 times. Very expensive for an airline. Yeah. But in the context of India, that's pretty cheap. Right. And are Indians flying more? Like is, is that is that just a- Just ratcheting. Just yeah, yeah, just just growing at wherever they can 15 go. to 25% year on year. And this is wow. so this is the low cost domestic airline as well as and it's it's right. something like a 55%. It's the Bonza market. of India. It's yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh Spirit Airlines or your Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, here's my money. <laughs> Shut up and take, take my cash. But it's a but it's a good airline right. well run. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the difference. Growing fast with a population base yeah. that is just Enormous. Ripping into travel. Yeah. So yeah, right. th- th- this thing's really growing. I think I'm going to buy it. All right. Next up, we have got Eero Copper. Aero Copper, uh, New York Stock Exchange, ERO, currently $16.27. Uh, Julian, I hear there's a copper boom coming, if not here already, and yeah. I'm not talking about a heightened police presence. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks yes, for laughing got me. No, you got me. I didn't expect it. <laughs> buy or sell. Buy. Buy. Hard buy. Okay. Another hard buy. Because the copper boom. Are we having a copper boom? Well, you wouldn't know it from the stocks. Yeah. So the interesting thing about copper is the the better the commodity is because it's like – and everyone will know the reasons. Like the grades are low. It's hard to get it out. It's really capital intensive, blah, blah, blah. The worse the equities are. Right. Because they're the guys who suffer from the low grades and the capital intensity and the the difficulty of operations. So it it really is notable that with – China, you know, in sort of the deepest recession of its modern era, apart from the early 90s. So everyone forgets about China in the early 90s. They had a full banking crisis. Right. Inflation ran to 25%, coinciding roughly with Tiananmen Square as well. Right? Yeah, P- okay. People were really, really, really jacked yep. off in the early 90s in China. And so we're going through another one of those. So we've been here before. But even with that dynamic, you've got copper at $3.80. bucks eighty. Yep. That's pretty interesting. So if we get actual that sort of global synchronous growth type vibe that we had five years ago, cop is going to go mental. Yeah, right. Mental, mental. But it's bloody hard to get this stuff out of the ground. Right. Because, hey, we've been mining copper for like 3,000 years Mm. and we've picked off most of the good ones. 
So that's why this thing is quite special. So they've got good operating costs. They were sort of a buck sixty operating costs. I think they're going to. So the copper price is three eighty. They yep. their cash costs are about a buck sixty. Yeah. I think that's probably going to about two bucks, which is still okay. We're still making a good margin. Yeah. But that's happening because there's a local smelter that's shut for right. now, and they have to ship the stuff offshore to smelt to refine and smelt. That'll drop back out, and they're more than doubling production with a project that's fully financed and is on time and on budget. And 85% complete. So we're just about to go from around about sort of 15 times earnings mm-hmm. to around about five times earnings yeah, okay. over the course of about three years. Yep. These things don't trade on five times earnings. They trade on 15 times earnings. Right. And I don't think this thing actually exists in three years. It gets bought. Yeah, okay, uh, right. Assets are in Brazil, by the way. Right. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Okay, no, no, you didn't. And Brazil, for people just need to remember Brazil's a very good mining jurisdiction. So yeah, right. The, the two global super majors in iron ore are yeah. us and Brazil. Yeah, right. So if you want to move dirt, they're pretty good at it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right. That's Aero Copper, uh, and that's a buy. I think I'm going to buy it. Next up, we are looking at H&M, the fashion retailer. Uh, stock code STOHM-B. Uh, so we're on the – where Stockholm. are we? We're in Stockholm, Stockholm of course. Yep, uh, currently 142.38 kroner. Get it out of here. Chuck it out of here. <laughs> sell it. <laughs> sell it. It's a selfie. I remember. I remember. So I remember the first the, the grand opening of the store in Adelaide was quite a big deal uh, and people lined up to get into H&M. Exactly. It reminded Tw- me of the- 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no. This was this is Adelaide. So this was 2018. Oh, shit. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Uh, so H&M, that's a sell for you. Hard sell. You're not having it. So we've got around about 5,000 stores mm. globally, a bit over. Yeah. And we are just getting flogged by the competition. So right. we were the disruptor. Yeah. We we were one of the inventors of fast fashion. So yeah, in, right. Inditex and H&M, a couple of other names in, in the 2000s. And that's now being disrupted itself by Timu and Shein and right. Amazon and all that, right? So so these guys are in big trouble yep. and they need to shrink and they need to shrink quickly. but. The thing about these fast fashion things, and basically most retailers, if they can do it in a sort of modular way and roll out more and more and more and more outlets, they leverage their cost base, right? So one truck, simply put, can service six stores, not one. Yeah, okay. So as you roll out, now do that in reverse. Yeah. The exact reverse happens. Right. So these guys don't grow, like they haven't grown the top line in sort of four or five years. Yeah. Their returns are diminishing pretty quickly. So they're pretty reasonable sort of return on equity type, return on capital employed type business for a yeah. retailer, sort of mid teens. Do they have a lot of online? Like is, is, online, is. is online good for them? I mean, yeah, you mentioned do. the other retailers, Amazon and Timu and others, they're kind of almost exclusively online, right? They're ex- so, absolutely exclusively online. Uh, is that killing them, the, the, stock, the, yep. the footprint? Yep. So you have to sort of double, yeah. not quite double your cost base to keep your business. Yeah, okay. So it doesn't work very well for most. It's worked okay for Walmart. They're doing a good job with it. Yeah, right. Um, but most really struggle with it. Mm. You know, you just need to think about David Jones in, in this country to have an analogue for what that looks like yeah. globally. We had our first store open last year actually, David Jones. It was exciting. Are exciting. you teasing me again? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what, 20 years ago? 160 years ago? Um, so H&M's a sell. All right, next up we are heading to Frankfurt, the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Yeah. We're looking at Stabilos. Yeah, yeah, uh, natürlich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stock code ETRSTM. 
currently 62.35 euro. They seem to be hitting their stride, getting a good strut going, if I could. Yes! If I could <laughs> please use that pun. Uh, Julian, Julian Stabilis, is that a buy or a sell? It's a buy. It's a buy. Yeah. And what do they do? It, so you know those things in your in your boot when the car opens? Yes. The, the gas spring? The gas lift they invent, things. They invented that. Right. So they invented that like 100 years ago. This is a really high-quality German industrial yeah. that's been doing gas springs and dampers and stabilisation stuff in industrial and auto right. stuff forever. Yep. And now they're beginning to broaden out into inputs to factory automation. So factory automation, vibration is a big deal. Right. So they have this whole growth leg that the market isn't really paying them for. This is like a 16% return. Did you say the vibration is yep. a big deal? Right. Yeah, so, so controlling all, vibration all, in, in yep. precision machine tooling yeah, is right. really, really important. Yeah, okay. And so this thing looks like it. Can yeah, the do things that. you just don't even think about to- needing totally. to be addressed, right? Yeah, totally. Like, you're like, of totally, course totally. I've got machines that build things and then you think, of yep. course they need to be stable. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so th- this has this whole yeah. other other growth leg that might might work for it. As it stands, it's, it's an okay um, – so auto supply is a tough business. Yeah. Like so when you sell to an automaker, they they take price off you every year and blah, blah, blah. So that this company does that very, very well. Yeah. And, and also maybe – so just on the basis of that – Yeah. Sort of low teens or twelve-ish PE, growing earnings at ten to fifteen, right. with a sixteen-ish percent return on equity, uh, return on capital. Yeah, that's pretty pretty ritzy. And there are there are a few of these little auto input businesses that are reasonably good. Right, they're, they're not awesome businesses by any means. They're yeah. pretty capital intensive, and you're dealing with some big brutes in, yeah, in okay. the auto um, OEMs. And also, there's some risk that Stabilis has just enjoyed this quite big volume growth in mm. autos. And I feel like there's untapped potential there. They've got boots, they've got bonnets, but no one's done anything about the doors yet. And my kids jam their fingers in the doors oh, that's with alarming regularity. Oh, that's bad. Why do we not have soft closed doors? That's interesting. Cars? I've never really thought about that. Why don't we? Yeah. Right. Get them onto this. <laughs> Someone gets to have some phone line. calls to make. I'll yeah. be back in a minute. Mate, you've got heaps of business to do. <laughs> uh, all right. So that Stabilis is a buy. I think I'm going to buy it. Next, staying with cars, uh, Toyota Motor Corp, New York Stock Exchange, TM, currently trading at $227.36. I saw they were under five for collecting data on people's driving habits, among other things. Oh, well. Uh, Yeah, exactly right. If you can't trust Toyota, who can you trust? I love Toyota. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) They do seem like a company I'd be happy to hand over my privacy-related information to. For some reason. I don't know why. They're nice. They just have built that that trustworthy brand, haven't they? Uh, All right. Buy or sell Toyota. It sounds like obviously a buy. Buy all day. Buy it all day. Okay, right. Um, So go back, I don't know, four or five years, and Mm. everyone knew that Toyota was a real loser and a dog. Yeah. And... Elon was saying, oh, you know, bloody um, hydrogen's bullshit and it's all, yeah. it doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. Um, and Toyota was just sitting there going, look, mate, we'll get to EVs. They're not a good mass market solution. Yeah. The customer isn't going to pay for them, so you're going to rely on government subsidies. Yeah. Um, by the way, we bloody invented like the hybrid, yeah? Yeah, So yeah. we kind of know a little bit about electrifying the drivetrain in a modern context. We did it yeah. first. Feels like, like Elon Musk is kind of mansplaining like electric cars to the <laughs> – to the Japanese, they see them very politely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to offend. So they're just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, that's interesting. You build an electric car. It's really so, good. Yeah, yeah. So that basic premise is proven right. Right. Um, so there's sort of just just the, the bloom coming off the rose, right, mm. in the last couple of years or year or whatever around EVs is sort of bearing out what 
what Toyota has been saying, at the same time as they're now getting really serious about electrification, they're also probably, uh, so we met with them in December, we reckon they're probably about to roll out a plug-in hybrid uh, series of models globally, right. possibly along the lines of BYD. Yeah, okay. So BYD's dominance domestically is, you know, partially built on them doing really good plug-in hybrids. Mm. And and the plug-in hybrid used to be a full drive, you know, cut down drivetrain, but pretty much a full drivetrain with gears in it, plus an EV. Yeah. So you had two cars for the price of two. <laughs> what, a, what a deal. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, and BYD, which is one of the best industrial companies in the yeah. world, Toyota learned from them. And so what BYD did in their DMI engine series is do like just, just no gear type um, car with a battery in it. So right. it's like a, a car with a range extender almost. So yeah. If you say that to BYD or any of the auto guys, no, it's not a range extender, but it kind of is. Yeah. So there's no gears in it. It just kicks in at a high gear or a low gear wherever you as the automaker want right. to do it yep. or you have a battery. Yeah. So it's super simple. Yeah. Okay. Much, much more simple than what everyone was trying to do before they did it. And Toyota looks like they're probably going to do that as well. Right. So now we'll have and they're doing battery EVs as well. Yeah. And they they are very, very serious about solid state. BYD will beat them to solid state. BYD right. is saying they'll have solid state. So solid state lithium ion batteries. So no wet electrolyte. Yeah, so they okay. don't blow up. Oh, that's handy. That's bloody handy. That's helpful. <laughs> so then you then you take out a lot of the battery management system. Yeah, you take yeah. out a lot of the stuff that prevents the batteries blowing up. The exploding thing. Yeah, the yeah. exploding thing's not great. Nah, nah. It's bad. <laughs> Ruins the whole day. Um, <laughs> you thought you thought cheap struts were bad? Wait till your battery <laughs> totally, explodes in you. Totally, totally. In your BYD. Well, look, yeah. uh, we have to recall the cars and we barbecued a family. Um, so just as the Indian stock market has been great, the Japanese stock market has been awesome. Yeah. In yen, it's not been great in dollars because yeah, the yen's okay. weakening to yeah, do right. it. But, you know, we can lay off the yen, so that's, that's fine. But that is being treated as like, oh, well, all it is is them, you know, paying divvies out to shareholders. We think it's something massively more yeah, profound well, than that yeah. in Japan. They're now ferociously competitive in terms of unit cost of labour. They will have about the lowest cost power in the industrial world once they restart the full nuclear fleet, which they will do. Right. They are very serious about hydrogen. So they will have nukes into hydrogen yeah. and they'll decarbonise cheaper and better than everyone else. Yeah. So this is one of these big changes in, in industrial systems globally that looks pretty, pretty interesting. I think I'm going to buy it. All right, we're going to take a break there, get a word from this week's sponsor, grab another cocktail, and we'll be back with more Buy or Sell right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Buy or Sell coming to you from the No Holds Bar. My expert today is Julian McCormack, Investment Analyst at Platinum Asset Management. Julian, we've got through five stocks already. Uh, let's keep going with China Resources Land Limited, mm. uh, Hong Kong, 1109 is the stock ticker, yep. uh, currently $24.00. 90. Uh, I did some research, 420,000 employees. Yep. That's some Christmas party. Yeah. Um, 
The venue this year will be just five nights at the MCGs. (laughs) Taylor Swift style. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately following Taylor, we've got the China Resources Land Christmas soiree. For a week. Yeah. Uh, China Resources Land, uh, buy or sell for you? It's a buy. It's a buy. Yeah, it's a buy. Okay. It's a really controversial one. but Okay. So it's a Chinese property developer. Yeah. And everyone will know the sort of property sector woes that are going on. But I just asked people to look at the track record of this business. It was it was listed in 96, I think, from memory. Listed at a you know, pretty penny and then sold off pretty hard. So if you look at it from 2000 on, it's about a 70 bagger. Yeah, right. Total shareholder okay. return. I like that. Um, yeah. So in terms of track record, this is exceptional. This right. Com- this, this company is really exceptional at what it does. And it does, it does okay quality housing, steady, steady. Yeah. With a sort of three to four year land bank ahead of it. Uh, gravitated to sort of tier two to four cities and there's beginning to look back at the Big cities now because they can they can keeps on setting uh, revenue and earnings uh, well revenue they have some write offs but revenue records and the whole crackdown on the fly by night highly indebted developer model yeah. r- really suits them any company with China in the name mm. is basically a state owned enterprise oh, right yeah, it's very difficult to call yourself China anything oh is that oh, okay yeah yeah so That's it's very fact. auspicious to yeah. be China something right. China resources land China resource beard what yeah what yeah. China resources gas whatever so this is one of those mm. what we hear not having great data on it in in China which is its own you know foible of the system but Xi Jinping is hugely popular yeah right massively popular Right? Is he popular with the people who write the, you know, blogs and mm. news, newspaper articles? No, right? No. Is he popular with people whose like livelihoods he's cutting off because he's saying you can't be a <laughs> let me get, wait, let me corrupt? Guess. No, no. <laughs> because who yeah. with the, the guys who he's popular with is the sort of five hundred million migrant workers. Yeah, right. Who've been bumbling along, never ever having a hope of buying a house. Mm. Right. So he's saying, I'm changing all that for you. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to balance that versus like keeping the system solvent, so let's let's be careful, but I'm changing all that for you. Some of that's good and some of that's bad, but on balance you're probably doing a whole bunch of stuff that systemically is actually pretty stabilising. Yeah. Right? Like, And I just know know all your listeners, oh, that's bullshit, Alan Kohler told me the reverse of that. That's fine. (laughs) He he could be right. I don't know. But, I mean, we run $2 billion there, so we probably pay a bit of attention to it, right? So more actually. So we're pretty sure that this is a system that really has – Huge problems, yeah, and we know what they are. Yeah, okay, right. Every system has problems. You you, you tend to get into trouble when you don't know, well, what, you they don't know are. what problems are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to buy it. The next one we're looking at is Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company Limited, uh, New York Stock Exchange, TSM, one hundred twenty-six dollars sixty-nine. Fun fact: these guys have their own museum, which I just learned the other day. That's um, awesome. Very hard to get in. Oh, yeah, um, huge demand. Over the years, they've shrunk it down. It fits on the side end of a, end of a <laughs> yeah, pin. Totally, you have to be a nanosphere <laughs> yeah. to attend. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you can get there, though, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Julian, Taiwan Semiconductor, buy or sell? It's a buy. It's a buy. Yeah. So this this is my one sort of nod at um, tech growthiness in this little little mini portfolio. Yeah, and we can get that for a pretty reasonable valuation, and it's an absolute dominant. Yeah, market. Leader, so something like eighty percent of the high-end chips in the world have TSMC yeah, yeah. gear in it. So they they will have made it or some of it. And is the supply is the supply chain fixed now for chips? Can we get chips yep. for everything that's all fixed? Yep, there's, yeah. there's huge capex Happy going days. going yeah. in, 
so one of the critiques of this business would be it requires huge capex. Yeah. So um, that's fair. But again, we're doing pretty high returns on capital yeah. so, and we're growing very fast. So yeah. we're growing at 30s, 20-ish percent returns on capital, massive moats. Mm. So no one gets close to us. Yeah. No one gets close to us in what we do. Yeah. Um, and all your excitement about ARM or NVIDIA or whatever, it's all, you know, Taiwan semis just all over all of that. Yeah. So, and we're getting that for 18 times. Yep. You know, growing at sort of 25 to 30. Feels like a no brainer. Oh, they're the problem ones, though, aren't they? <laughs> These are the ones where you don't know what the problems are. That's right. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, there's a coral reef beneath the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think I'm going to buy it. Next up, we're looking at Nitetsu Mining Company Limited, uh, Tokyo. Yes. 1515, uh, currently 5,100 Japanese yen. Yep. Nitetsu Mining and Real Estate. Hmm. Uh, so Monday to Thursday, they're mining tons of precious metals, <laughs> but call us on Friday and we can set you up with <laughs> a cosy one better in Parramatta. Yeah. <laughs> Nitetsu's a buy. Buy. Uh, Labour under no misapprehension. This is not a very good company. Okay. Um, but we're <laughs> getting it for Where free. Where do I sign? But we're getting it for free. Oh. So if we look at the cash, the cross shareholdings in it mm. and the value of the uh, unimproved land on the balance sheet, the business is basically free. Yeah. Uh, we also have an operating copper mine in Chile and we're, we're doubling production and have another one just beginning to be built now. So we've got the Atacama asset and we're building um, Arqueros in, in Chile. Yeah. And so that is fully funded. We also have, we think they probably have access to very, very low interest rate debt, which is a huge advantage versus other copper producers yeah. because they can borrow at the corporate level in Japan uh, and they have, you know, half their market cap or something in cash. So, you know, that's that's done. Yeah. So that is, that's just one of these lovely sort of cigar butt type things in Japan that are ridiculously, ridiculously cheap. Right. And it's a way to leverage copper without having to pay for it. I think I'm going to buy it. It's time for the last call, last drinks. Last call. Tesla yeah. Inc. Uh, NASDAQ TSLA. $199.95. It's on sale. $199.95. Needs no introduction, of course. Bit of a dip lately, but still up 15,000% all time. So if you got in early, you'd be pretty happy. Julian, buy or sell for Tesla? Sell. Sell all day. Buy Toyota instead. Probably buy Toyota in, instead or you could possibly buy BYD instead. Yeah. I, I'm 50-50 on BYD to be honest. Right. But leaving Elon and the sort of histrionics out of it, mm. we now just have a ferociously competitive landscape and not a very good model cycle ahead of us. Yeah. So the Chinese have reinvented what EVs are. It's just super entertaining watching people say, oh, you know, Tesla's doing all this and blah, blah, mm. blah. And, and, you know, their rival BYD, BYD's like, nearly twice the size. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not even close. The Western commentators all just ignore the fact that they do plug-in hybrid EVs yeah. and say, oh, they're, they're nearly neck and neck on battery <laughs> EVs. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks thanks for coming out. Thanks for playing. They're double yeah. the size yeah. and they generate wads of cash right. and they are central to an industrial system that revolves around them. Yeah. And by the way, what everyone thought would happen when Tesla went to China was, oh, the Chinese are going to steal all their intellectual property. No, no, Tesla's become a Chinese company yeah, right. and is now having to try to keep up with what's happening in, in China in, in EVs. Yeah. And, and those exports are just going to explode. Yeah. So, you know. Is the, is the Tesla tech, though, more than the car? Like I've heard that argument that it's Tesla's not an 
automaker. It's a software company and they've got all these smarts in the car. Do the, I mean, the others presumably have the same sorts of things, but is, is, it, is it a platform in itself that potentially separates them from the BYDs and the Toyotas of the world? Nope. No. No. Okay. There's just no yeah. lead there at all. Yeah. Versus Toyota, there probably is. Yeah. Versus BYD, arguably there is at like price levels. Yeah. Versus the other Chinese, not even close. Yeah. Versus okay. Neo or Xpeng, no way. Right. No way. Like they're, they're so much better. Yeah, okay. So you just get in your car and you just say, hey, whatever, operating system, can you order me dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Like just stuff like that. It, like they're so much better and, and they're – we had this we had this Cambrian explosion in China at this in the auto industry at the same time as no one can visit it for getting on for three years. Yeah. And so then the rest of the world has to now face up to oh, oh my God, that is the largest auto market in the world selling multi like it's sixty yeah. percent of the EV market globally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you reckon they don't lead it? <laughs> <laughs> They're still copying. <laughs> like BYD does yeah. 3 million cars a year. Wow. Right? Yeah. So it's a big company. Yeah, yeah. It's a serious company and it's coming. Yeah. Um, but then you've got all of the other automakers also now rolling out all of their EV yeah. things as well, just at the same time as all the government enthusiasm for um, supporting EVs is seriously on the wane. Thank you so much for coming in, Julian. Uh, you can continue the journey on the Equity Mates website. There's plenty of resources there. You'll find the tracker for this show along with the Find a Company page where you can get more info on each of the companies that we've talked about today. But again, I just want to say a big thank you, Julian. Lovely to meet you in person, no less. It's been, it's been a great show and really, really interesting stocks. Like I think, um, yeah, we've done a few of these now and just a, such a it really tested my Excel skills with different currencies on the on the, the tracking spreadsheet. So well, I, I, put, I put several minutes thought into this. <laughs> it shows. It really shows. Where can people find you, Julian, if they're looking for more they of can't. your research? They can't. Excellent. He's <laughs> in a cave I'm on, in Kazakhstan. I'm on, li- I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to go yeah. through hashtag You'll blessed, hashtag honoured, hashtag you know, like, yeah. If you want to do that to yourself, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, um, but if you want more from Platinum, yeah, uh, just just platinum.com.au. Platinum.com.au. Section on there called the journal. We, yeah, you know, try to and and look, our quarterlies have actually tried pretty hard to to sort of be frank about what's going on in markets. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, And thank you out there for joining us. Uh, I hope you'll join me next time on Buy or Sell. But until then, it is bye for now. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.